everyone, and welcome to Maddie's Sound Explorers. Each episode, we explore the world through sound and bring you a new piece of music made from the noises we discover and a little help from our brilliant guests. Listen out for interesting sounds as we go along. Which sounds would you put in a song? This episode, we're going to go to the middle of a thunderstorm and ride a bolt of lightning. Definitely do not try this at home. Earlier in the series, we talked about rain. Well, now it's time to talk about rain's much bigger, louder cousin, thunder. We've had a question from a sound explorer called Polly. Why is thunder so loud? Thanks, Polly. Why is thunder so loud? In the past, people thought thunder and lightning were caused by the gods. In Greece, they called the god Zeus, king of the gods. The Vikings called him Thor, and we still tell stories and make films about Thor today. We even named a day after the god of thunder, Thursday. Nowadays, we have ways of understanding thunder using science. And who better to help us explain than a meteorologist and weather presenter? My name is Alex Deakin. Uh, I work at the Met Office. We uh, make weather forecasts and also projections about the climate and the changing climate. So, Alex, what is thunder? Thunder is the noise lightning makes. So you can't have one without the other. Ah, so to learn about thunder, we need to understand what lightning is. And to do that, we're going to have to travel to a cloud, but not a fluffy cloud. Now, we only get lightning and thunder from the biggest of all the clouds called a cumulonimbus cloud. Now, it's the biggest of all the clouds because it goes up all the way through the atmosphere. Do you remember a few episodes ago when Aisha Tandon told us about cumulonimbus clouds? Well, it looks like that's where we're going. Seatbelts on, Sound Explorers. This could be a rough ride. Whoa, this is rough. It's dark. I'm being buffeted around by strong winds. It's cold, it's wet, there is rain everywhere. And there's rain going upwards, upwards. On. There's lots of little raindrops all milling around, and as they get pushed up, because sometimes the air is driving up through a cloud, as it gets higher in the atmosphere, they get colder, and water, when it gets cold, can freeze, so it starts to form little ice particles. These ice particles are getting higher and higher in the cloud, and they're bumping together with other ice particles, and eventually they all kind of join together and form one big ice particle, and that becomes a hailstone, effectively. And when it gets big enough at the top of the cloud, it will fall back down. Gravity will take over. Ow! Oh, that hailstone hit me right on my funny bone. Well, that's a sound I can collect for later, at least. Something really interesting is happening here, though. The large, heavy hailstones are falling down, but as they fall, they're brushing past the smaller ice particles that are rising up. All this ice bumping around builds up something called an electrical charge. That big ice particle gets what we call a charge. It picks up tiny things called electrons from the smaller ice particles. And as it drops, 
it becomes more negatively charged. So it's got a lot of these electrons around it. And the smaller ice particles that are going up, well, they lose these electrons, so they become positively charged. When a charged object touches another object, electrons can be transferred. Have you ever been walking on carpet at home and then reached for a metal doorknob or a car door and noticed that you got a tiny little electric shock? That is a transfer of charge, and it's the same thing that happens in a cloud. So the top of the cloud gradually becomes positively charged, and the bottom of the cloud has this massive amount of negative charge, which pushes other negative charge away from it. What happens is that on the ground, the negative charge from the bottom of the cloud pushes away, repels, pushes away the negative charge, and so the ground underneath becomes positively charged. And electricity doesn't like these differences. It wants to be more balanced, neutral. And the way to do that is for the charge to flow between negative at the bottom of the cloud to positive on the ground in a current. Air isn't very good at transferring electricity, so the only way it can do it is by making a spark. And that's what lightning is, a really big spark. It will reach down and hit the Earth, try and even everything out so that the things aren't negative and positive anymore, things are evened out. When that happens, you set up like a little river going between the cloud and the Earth, and those electrons fire down that really quickly, and it's that which is the electrical charge that goes bang, and that's the that's lightning. So why do we get thunder when we see lightning? It's actually just the air expanding around it. Lightning is very very hot. Temperatures around 30,000 degrees Celsius, five times hotter than the sun. And when the lightning happens, it strikes down at the earth. What it does, it really heats up the air around it. So the air around it heats up really quickly and it expands. And it's that expansion of the air that travels through the air that we hear as that rumble, that boom of thunder. We are in the middle of a massive thunderstorm. I think we need to get somewhere a bit quieter and calmer, but not before I've collected the sound I need. I'm going to ride a bolt of lightning back to the ground. We just need to time it right. Are you ready? Here we go. That's better. I can still see and we can hear the storm, but hang on. When I was up there in the cloud, the lightning and thunder happened together. But down here on the ground, I see the lightning, but I don't hear the thunder for a few seconds. What's happening? We always see the lightning before we hear the thunder, and that is just because of the speed that they both travel. Now, thunder, sound travels pretty quickly. It travels at around 330 metres per second, which is why if you hear a rumble of thunder, if you start counting, whatever number you get to, if you divide that by three, then that's the number of kilometres away the thunderstorm is. Oh, there was some lightning. One, two, three. Three seconds. That's a kilometre away, just under a mile. Now, that's pretty quick, 330 metres per second. But light travels much, much faster than that. 300 million 
meters per second. So light travels about a million times faster than sound, and that is why you see lightning before you hear the thunder. So the light from the lightning gets to us much, much faster than the sound of the thunder. We've been able to see lightning up close because of our special sound explorer gear, but if it's hotter than the sun, is it dangerous to people? Lightning is dangerous, but it's important to remember that it's very, very, very unlikely they're actually going to come in contact with it or get hit by lightning. But lightning is very dangerous, so if you think there's a thunderstorm on the way, if you can see the clouds getting really dark, then the safest place to be is inside a building, a brick building. Your house is the best place to be, really. There's places to avoid. You should avoid being under trees, avoid being any, near anywhere, metal, and don't just lie on the ground either. If you're going to, if you're really exposed place, the best thing to do is, is kind of bunch up on the ground sit on the ground with your leg your head between your knees make yourself as small as possible but it is very very rare that people get hit by lightning but there are places you should avoid during a thunderstorm like being in the sea or a lake or in high places it's dangerous being near trees or indeed really tall objects because they're closer to the bottom of the cloud. Now, the electricity coming from a cloud will take the easiest path or the shortest path that it can to get to the ground. So if things are sticking up out of the ground, they're closer to the cloud, it's easier for the energy to pass down. So energy tends to to follow those easy paths and will hit trees or will hit church spires more often than they will hit directly onto the ground. So try and avoid being under anything that's tall. As Alex says, the best place to be is indoors. If lightning has all this power, could we somehow use it? Maybe we could use the electricity to run our homes or cars. It would be fantastic to be able to harness the power of lightning, but it is very, very tricky. It is very powerful. There's a lot of energy. It would be good if we could use that. Hopefully, one day, we will be able to do that. But it's just too quick, really. It's too much energy happening in such a short space of time to be able to turn that energy, that really quick burst of high energy into more useful energy that's kind of uh, not as intense, not as um, powerful, not as dangerous that we can use in houses and things like that. But it is also very, very dangerous. And don't forget, lightning can happen almost anywhere. It's, it's kind of random. Yes, you know there's a thunderstorm coming, but to know exactly where that lightning is going to be is tricky. I'm going to get back inside my house, away from the thunder, lightning, hail and all of that. Even sound explorers need a break sometimes. What better way than to relax with some music? We're going to take the hammer of the gods, thunder. Mix in those pesky hailstones. Add some of Alex Deacon's explanations. Introduce some more familiar instruments. And enjoy the sound of our electric lightning orchestra. higher in the atmosphere, they get colder and freeze. And when it gets big enough, it will fall back down. That big ice particle gets what we call a charge. 
the negative charge from the bottom of the cloud pushes away the negative charge, and so the ground underneath becomes positively charged. It wants to be more balanced, neutral. It will reach down and hit the Earth. set up like a little river going between the cloud and the earth. And that's what lightning is, a really big spark. Lightning is very, very hot. Five times hotter than the sun. So the air around it heats up really quickly and it expands. It's that expansion of the air that we hear as that rumble, that boom of thunder. A really big spark. A really big spark. listening to Maddie's Sound Explorers. Discover new episodes when you subscribe. A big thank you to our expert, Alex Deacon from the Met Office, to Martin Zoltz Oswick, who made the electrifying music and put the episode together, and to Matt Hill for being our conductor. Thanks too to Polly for their great question. I'm Maddie Moat. Join me next time for another episode of Maddie's Sound Explorers. Sound Explorers is brought to you by Magic Star.